Hello, Solar Review podcast listeners. We took a little hiatus from the podcast during the relaunch of our new Solar Review platform and magazine, but we are back and we're ready to bring you more stories and interviews from the solar industry. Today we've got Lenny Moreno, CEO and founder of Softdesk. Lenny started in the solar industry as a salesperson, then launched his own installation company, then again transitioned to launching his own software company. That company is Softdesk, it's S-O-F-D-E-S-K.com, and it brings together leads, planning tools, quoting design, and a lot more onto one platform, so you should check it out. Lenny talks today about what he's learned over the years, tips on sales, building a team, company culture, and a lot more. It's a great conversation, and thanks to Lenny for taking the time. As usual, before we jump in, if you like this podcast, please rate it and review us on iTunes. That helps a lot. And check out our new updated magazine and articles. Just Google Baywa, that's B-A-Y-W-A, and distribution, Baywa Distribution, and you'll find us. Okay, well, let's get right to Lenny. Lenny, thanks for taking the time today. Let's start by having you tell us a bit about how you got into the industry and what you learned when you were starting out. Of course, of course. You know, I started uh, back in 2009 under the uh, Microfit program of Ontario, and essentially I was I was a salesman at the time, so I had to I had to learn about the business, I had to learn about, you know, the different financial models and, you know, how to close a sale and how to take it from the the, the moment that you say hi to a homeowner all the way down to finishing up the, the the contract. But then I decided to start my own installation business and then I had to learn the whole loop and when I talk about the whole loop is I had to learn everything in between saying hello to the homeowner all the way down to, you know, connecting the system and make sure it's properly monitored. So it's like a long-term relationship that I had to build. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's pause there for a moment. I, I'd like to ask you to give me your take on what it takes to sell well. I'm thinking high level here, face to face. What did you learn back then and over the years about selling? Yeah. Well, I think that, uh, you know, the most important thing when it comes to sale is, is essentially just to be yourself and, and, and show that you're a regular human being just like them. And you're not trying to put a, like a facade or wear a suit that you see kids nowadays, like wearing a suit that looks like pajamas. And you see that they're essentially just playing a role. And I feel that the salesmen that I know that I've met that had the most success, it was people that were just themselves. And, you know, they have fears. They, there's things that makes them laugh. There's things that makes them emotional. And it's really about connecting at that level with your client and being somewhat, I would say, fragile to a certain level mm-hmm. in terms of your beliefs. And, and I think that that vulnerability uh, helps the client to be like, you know what, I can relate to this human being on a personal level. So that's where a connection is made. And once a connection is made, then if you have all the right, you know, presentation, the marketing, the, 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 the logo of your company, your branding, the, the, the numbers, if the numbers are right, and then if the project steps are very well explained in terms of, look, as soon as you, as soon as you sign on the dotted line, here, this is what's going to happen. There's going to be a site assessment happening on this date. Then we're going to submit the applications for your grant. Then we're going to, like, as long as everything is well presented and documented, then it builds trust. But that first connection and that first, that first opportunity is played only on a human level because you can't just, you know, arrive to someone's place and just be like, here's the numbers, here's the thing. Like, the guy is going to look at you like an absolute robot and he knows that 
you don't necessarily have uh, his best or her best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. So you have to connect on a on a human level first, and then you can you can jump on the uh, on the specifics. So if if your company is well presented, well documented, and the numbers make sense, and everything is is presented in a I would say in a conservative way, because like you don't want to like over promise and under deliver. You want the opposite of that then uh, normally you should have a lot of success. And I was able to get a lot of success through just connecting with people. Do you think selling is something that's ingrained or can it be taught? I think that, you know, some people are natural born salesmen. Some people are, you know, they're just born and, and they have a gift. I feel that some people, they, they're not as expressive. They're not as uh, outgoing. So obviously there is, there is that element, but to answer your question, yes, I believe that there is an element that can definitely be trained. I mean, you can train your confidence. You can do things that will that will expand how you think and how how you want to have the strength and the confidence to just be you and say, you know what, this is what I believe in. Because everything that you're saying, everything that comes out of your mouth is is is, is often you making a point or you expressing an opinion, and for that, you're constantly selling. So it is something that you can train, and it's really through hard work, through confidence, through doing things that will train you to be able to express all the things that you feel inside your brain and inside your stomach and inside your heart directly uh, in a way that's easier. And there are a lot of methods out there that you can follow. Do you have any in mind in particular? Yeah, well, I will tell you for me, for example, uh, one of the things that, that, that has worked for me to get from, let's say, like level six to level nine is really to train myself in terms of doing a lot of reading on a lot of subjects. And at the same time, I would train my body, like physically. I would I would do uh, mixed martial arts and doing mixed martial arts gives you the discipline and the confidence to follow a certain order of things. And at the same time, as you instruct your brain, you combine both of these together and, uh, and it gives you a tremendous amount of confidence as well as a lot of knowledge, where, which is important to just not have knowledge on, let's say, one specific thing like solar panels and racking and inverters. Like what about knowledge on spiritual concepts and, you know, politics and things that are completely outside of what you're actually selling so you can actually create report with anyone that you meet so it's important to be interested. It's important to be interested in many different things so that you can actually open your horizons and your areas of discussion. That's one of the main things that I would suggest any aspiring salesman or entrepreneur to, you know, to really find interest in other things than just that one thing. Because being the best at one thing, okay, it's good, but how about you know, inspiring and helping or connecting with all the other people that are not only interested into that or that have a a tiny bit of interest, but you can connect with them on a whole other level. So it's important to be diversified. Great. Yeah, that's good advice. Let's talk a bit about the transition to starting your own company. I imagine you needed to learn a whole new skill set. Talk a little bit about that transition. What did you learn? Where did you maybe stumble a little bit? Yeah. I would say that one of the most important things is that uh, you don't know you don't know everything. Like even if you've worked and you've analyzed like a lot of different businesses, you never know everything on paper until you've experienced it on the field. 
And it's that field experience that was super crucial for me. And obviously, I'm only I'm only talking for me right now. But being on the on the road, meeting people, having having conversations, talking with distribution companies, with contractors, with electricians, like being there with them. These are the things that gives you that next level information that I was missing at the time. Because at the time, I was selling a process that someone would say, "Well, this is the process that we do." to complete a solar installation, but I've never assisted. I've never been there. I've never seen it physically happening. Mm-hmm. So I was essentially selling what someone was saying, this is the way it is. And I've seen all the installations being completed. So I was like, well, this company has a lot of installations completed. So that seems to be the process. So I was just taking their word for it. But once I actually got my own thing going, then I wanted to really... Uh, reverse engineer the whole process that I was taught and look at the whole steps and, and, and assist and be there and just make sure that I actually see what's really going on. And I realized that once I did that, I mean, you know, the steps can vary. There's a lot of things that can be done differently based on the jurisdiction, based on, you know, if it's a microinverter that's used as opposed to a string inverter, if it's a rayless racking instead of, of, of the other one. I mean, there's so many different variables that you need to see and experience in order to know exactly what's the process that you can sell. So for me, it was that uh, field experience that was really the thing that at the time was challenging for me. So I decided to jump on it and make sure that I'm there once the installations are, you know, are happening and that I'm helping, that I follow the steps, that I draw a small little, uh, graphs and make sure that I understand what are all the steps and how to reverse how to reverse engineer it so that you make it your own and you make it your own process to your branding to your company and uh, and I would say that the other thing that I challenged you know that was challenging for me was was the structure of building a business I mean once you once you build a business like all the structure all the registration looking for government support any programs available how to um, you know, how to make your first pay, how to pay the, the, the GST. <laughs> like every single thing that an entrepreneur doesn't know until they actually sit down and they have no choice but to do it. So that was, that was also a challenge, but I'm glad I did it because from that first business, it got me to make it, you know, 20 times easier for the, for the new business. Okay. So you went from sales to starting and running your own installation company, which was very successful. But then you decided to get out of installation and start your own software company, which had an entirely different structure and model. Talk a little bit about that transition. Why did you make that transition and what were some of the lessons you learned? I was, uh, as I was trying to work into a CRM or a software platform that could run all, all of the things I needed for my own business, my own installation business, I was like, you know what? I don't think that it's so profitable to just have it for myself. I think it's more profitable to offer it and to make it available to to everyone and have it in a way that it's fully customizable by themselves. Like you would just have a process that you could customize the steps yourself. You could, you know, have it your own style in terms of like designs, colors, logo. You know, you could have your own specific utility settings, your own pricing sheets and all that. Everything would be set into your settings and then it would automate everything else so that 
once you actually enter an address and you design the lines where you want to install the panels, it would create the whole process and the whole proposal automatically and a whole bill of materials. So that was really something I wanted to do for myself, for my own company. But I realized that that everything is timing in the world. And, and I believe that I had a good timing since there was nothing that really combined all of these aspects into one platform. I thought that it was a perfect opportunity to jump in the market. So I completed my last installation, which was at the time, I think, a flat roof. Uh, it was like my only, my only commercial project that I've done. And, uh, and uh, as soon as it was completed, then I closed that company and I reinvested everything into, into Softdesk. And uh, then it was about finding the right people. I needed some really good programmers and I wanted, uh, I wanted to make them partners because uh, I didn't have the money, the funds, or the backing in order to find that top-tier talent. So I needed to make sure that they get skin in the game and you know, that they believe in the dream. And uh, that's essentially how I started. And now we are, we are 36 employees, and uh, we, we are thriving, and um, we're very, very happy of where, where this, this company is going. But I, think, but I still think that I, we wouldn't live the current success that we're living if it wasn't for going through every single step of the process and living it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's talk a bit about that team at Softdesk. Obviously, as you were building it, you're looking for high-quality programmers, but also, unlike your other company, with Softdesk, you're building a team that's in the same room day to day. Talk a bit about creating that that company, creating that company culture. Yeah, well, I think that in order to build a strong team, and and if any contractor or any businessman out there is listening to that, they, I'm pretty sure that they can relate. is is really about looking at yourself in the mirror, and once once you size who you are and what you're good at, then you say, you know what. We have that. Now, what do I don't have? And I looked, I looked at myself and I said, I'm not the most structured person. I'm not a developer. And, and I'm not necessarily the finance guy. Not that I'm not good with numbers. I just don't like to do an accounting job. It's not the thing that, I'm, that I will bring the most value to the company. So you need to look at yourself in the mirror. Look at what is the most important thing that you can bring value to the company. And then everything else that you don't have, your job as the CEO or the founder is to surround yourself with, every, with everything that you're missing. And how do you find that talent when you don't have any money? This is where you cannot be cheap on your equity. You need to give skin in the game so you get people's commitment, you get people's talent, and you get the top tier people you know, to work for your dream, for your vision, and to create a solid team. Because one, if you're only one really talented guy, Maybe you're going to have a few people that will believe in you and, you know, they want to be part of your team. But if you're a team of like five really amazing, skillful visionaries in their own field, then everybody else knows that you all have, you know, the company's interest at heart and they're working for a bunch of winners in various fields, which completes each other for the, for the well-being of the business in a much, much better way. So mm. that's, that's really how I see it. Great. Okay, so one last question as we wrap up here. Looking back over the last 10 years, uh, your work in the industry, what advice would you give your younger self, the uh, Lenny Moreno just starting out in the industry? You know what? I, I, I often give talks and speeches to uh, young entrepreneurs and, 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 and startups, and uh, I even go to like detention centers to, you know, to speak to kids that, uh, you know, that come from like, 
bad situations. And I get, I often get that question. And I will give you the same answer that I usually give most people. And it's that I wouldn't change, I wouldn't change anything. All I would do is that I would keep myself interested. I would be the same person that I am. And by being me, by, by doing the mistakes and by falling down and getting back up, it's only through that that I was able to build a solid business now. It's, it's through failure that you get stronger. It's only through failure. I mean, if I would have had it like so easy and I had a whole bunch of mentors to tell me exactly what to do, I wouldn't have never made a mistake and I wouldn't have built thick skin. I wouldn't have built the personality and the dedication and the, you know, like what I want to give back because it would have been easy, but it needs to be hard in order to build credibility. It needs to be hard in order to build who you are and what you want. So I wouldn't change anything. I, of course I've done, I've done, you know, there's some things that I could have done differently to be more efficient or, you know, not to waste time, but I wouldn't have learned. And it's really, I, I needed to go through every step of the process in order to learn and today being able to give back and to speak about it. Because when people listen to me, they say, this guy has done it and he has failed and he got back up. So you know what? He has the, the necessary amount of credibility that I can at least pay attention. People will not relate to perfection. People will relate to normal and, and a normal human being that has ups, downs, but most importantly, we're all human and we all need to, you know, to work together in order to achieve greatness, but collective greatness. Okay, on that note, that is our show for today. A big thank you to Lenny Moreno for taking the time and sharing his wisdom on sales, building companies, and how to succeed in the solar industry. That company is Softdesk. That's S-O-F-D-E-S-K dot com. They bring leads, planning tools, quoting, design, and a lot more all into one platform. So make sure and check it out. To read more about Solar Review, just Google Baywa Distribution. That's B-A-Y-W-A Distribution, Baywa Distribution, and you'll find us. Okay, thanks for listening and see you next time.